Welcome to this week's episode of Chris Reed's Book. Welcome to this week's episode of Chris Reese Book. I am your resident author, Chris Pullman. And this week again, and for probably the next week or two, two weeks maximum right now, I'll be reading to you from my, uh, what I would refer to as vanilla fiction novel, uh, Linda's Cal Exit. If this is your first time listening to this series of my podcast. Uh, this particular book was inspired by the 2016 U.S. presidential election. Uh, my other books out there that I've read are science fiction novels just inspired by the fact that I like science fiction. This one is loosely based in reality and the uh, not only the, the presidential election but a Yes California movement out in California that is seeking to get a ballot measure uh, for 2018 to um, see if the population of California would behind would be behind making California its own country basically so that's where this came out of uh, and it centers around a character Linda Willis why don't we Go ahead and read today's two chapters. That will be chapters 13 and 14. We've jumped again, Barry said, looking at the latest email from Goldwater. Current polls have us up another 13%. That's nearly 50% approval. Congratulations, you two. Your idea worked, Linda commented at the U.S. of Cali HQ. Love your state. Seemed like an obvious one, Trevon said, smiling at Kyle. Not to everyone, but that's the beauty in it, Linda said. It was February 28th, and the groundswell support the movement had seen early in the year was quickly becoming a flowing river. We're gaining a lot of really good momentum here, Mala said, looking at her latest numbers. We're up near... 60% approval in California, 54 in Oregon, 44 in Washington, 40 in Nevada. That's pretty good. The other U.S. exit states aren't doing so well, though, are they? Linda asked. No, unfortunately, Barry replied, and it's not looking good. The Midwest, especially, is unlikely to make the ballot even. What does that mean for our efforts for the amendment? Linda asked. Our benefactors will want to know if we're still on track. We can't tell from these numbers per se, Barry replied. Even though the individual state ballot initiatives may be failing, that doesn't necessarily mean that the amendment won't make it. We haven't even begun that campaign yet. What's more, this is much more focused. By committing to this pe vote, people are saying that they're in favor of their state seceding. We don't need everyone to be on board with their state seceding, just a state. 
you think the actual call for an amendment is more likely to get every U.S. exit measure on the ballot? Linda asked. In a word, yes, Perry replied. In several, I find it at least as likely. Uh, okay, so do, do what do we have to do? Uh, are we going to have those states abandon their ballot initiatives and start plugging away at the amendment campaign? Mala asked. We don't have anything for that yet, Barry commented. We'd have to invent material first. I could certainly put feelers out there to local leaders in the different exit regions to see what they think, Kyle offered. If they're feeling they can handle both campaigns or that their version of CalExit is doomed anyway... Uh... Okay, run with that. Kyle, Barry... Work with Trayvon to get some material together. Let's get some more maps out there for people to see what they're trying to accomplish with that with the amendment. Try to make it in the form of their states. Mala, you're with me. We need to prepare for our next interview. Uh, we have another interview? Mala asked Linda. Not yet. But so long as people keep seeing U.S. of California in their news feeds and on their screens, it stays in their consciousness. Linda replied. Sure enough, just after March 5th, the movement got a call from the Christine Johnson show. They, too, had seen new polling numbers from across the country and wanted to get the campaign's take. The night of the show, Linda prepped in the office studio as Trevon patched into MNSBS feed. As Linda waited for her turn on the show, she saw Christine's first guest, Bill Baxter. Well, this ought to be fun she mumbled. Did we know he was going to be the other guest? Mala asked. No, but we didn't exactly ask either, Linda replied. On screen, Baxter began to go on a rant to Christine. You see, Christine, this is just as I've been saying for months. The whole hashtag exit thing is doomed, just over. It was a facade to start with. How can you take something seriously that thinks it's better off on its own, and no offense to you, but the whole thing is being steered by a woman. How could she give proper leadership to this massive Goliath of a movement? She's only seen three weeks out of four. Bill, I believe I asked what your thoughts were on the crisis within the National Guard, Christine said, trying to redirect Baxter, and I'm saying that it's connected. Without this movement, started out in hippy-dippy Cali, we wouldn't have an issue with the National Guard to begin with. Bill, specifically I'm referring to the emails uncovered between General Plank and the commander on scene in Madison, directing them to use signal jammers before they began to try to disperse the crowd. Christine, how can those reports be trusted? How? They came from Snowden in Russia, Baxter exclaimed. The president seemed plenty pleased to use Russian-supplied intelligence during his campaign. Christine pointed out. That's old news. President Smith has turned a new corner here. He's trying to unify the country. Trying to unify the country, Christine said, with tweets such as, What is this bimbo leading USO Cali thinks she's doing? Go cook something. And what's wrong with that? Baxter said, incredulous. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Linda Willis joins us to give another perspective on the shakeup in the National Guard, as well as current polls for the U.S. exit campaigns. Stay with us. As the feed went to commercial, Baxter said, I told you I'd be back, bitch!
Bill, I will cut you off if you don't give Linda a chance, Christine said as her staff changed out her hard copy notes and adjusted her makeup. Piss off, Baxter said. You first, Bill, Christine replied. In ten, came the voice of Linda's director. You ready, Linda? Christine asked, tapping her paper square. As I'll ever be, Linda said. In five, four, the director said, his hand then counting the rest of the way in front of the camera. Welcome back, Christine said. Joining us now is Linda Willis. Linda, pleasure to have you on again. Thank you for having me, Christine. So before we go anywhere else, your impression of what's going on with the National Guard? Christine, I find it very interesting that these emails have come to light, more so that we only lost the television feeds that night. We must have gotten lucky and had an inept operator on whatever device they deployed, Linda said. Those are lies propagated by the very same type of people of people that you represent, Baxter said, cutting in. There was no device. There was a power outage. One that affected everyone except for the Lupine Network? Linda asked. Who, I might add, used stock footage that had protesters throwing bottles and rocks. That's right! It, it, was, it was turning into a riot out there, Baxter retorted. There were palm trees in the shot, Linda pointed out. Lupine still hasn't explained that one. They just conveniently sidestep it every time it comes up. Point being, Linda began, but was cut off. That's not true, Baxter said. Palm trees! We actually have that clip right off the lupine feed, Christine said as it began to play. What? That's, that's just... This, plus the emails, just point out to me, Christine, that there is some systemic attempt from a higher level to stop our movement. Very important people do not want CalExit to succeed. They do not want to see any measure succeed that would harm the status quo, Linda commented. That's preposterous! Conspiracy theories! Baxter got in before Christine cut him off. Then what do you make of the polls we're seeing? Christine asked Owen in particular. It proves that people don't want to see the union dissolve, Baxter said. It does no such thing, Linda countered. It shows that such bully tactics are working in places like Wisconsin and Michigan. It does so. Look at Lupine's polls. They, they show a direct correlation between the ballot measures failing across the states and how people feel about a secessionist amendment. You know, polls! The things that you hold up so often is factual, Baxter spat. Bill, have you always been a negative Ned? Linda asked. Fuck you and your libtard feminism! Baxter shot back as his screen suddenly went bl blank. Bill Baxter appears to be experiencing some technical difficulties, Christine said flatly. Thankfully, our other guest, Linda Willis, is still with us. I am. Shall we continue? By the way, if you haven't uh, picked up on this, I, I don't really uh, edit myself in these episodes. I don't go back and re-record if I didn't get it quite right. I feel that it's more it's a more authentic reading that way. Alright. Back into the story. Chapter 14. What we're offering you 
is a chance to effect change on a national level, Miss Willis, said Dominic Balnudsos. I'm flattered by the offer, Linda said, readjusting the angle of her phone. However, I'm busy with this campaign at the moment. Understandable. And honestly, your dedication is one reason we're interested in bringing you on board. You and the rest of your core team there. The rest of my core team? Yes, Miss Willis. We are aware of your many accomplishments, but know that few people can do everything themselves. Certainly your core team at U.S. of California had a hand in the movement's success as well. As such, we want to bring you all on board for the next campaign cycle to do for the Democrats what you've done for CalExit. Wow. Well, um... <laughs> thank you, Linda said, clearing her throat. <clears> throat> uh, I'll have to discuss this with my team, sir. Your offer is certainly unexpected. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, thank you for your time, Miss Willis. Likewise, Linda said as she ended the FaceTime, looking past it at Kyle, Trevon, Mala, Barry, and Char Charlize. Well, that certainly makes me feel like we're doing something right, Linda said. I wonder what the pay is, Trevon pondered. Certainly something to keep in mind for after, Barry replied. After what? Kyle said. After we're done with this movement, Mala replied. It will end at some point. Uh, either we'll suffer through enough defeats that we'll need to call it dead, or we'll succeed. Either way, at that point, we'll need to find new employment. I never thought of that, Kyle said. Linda thought to herself, It's hard to think about the end of things when you're looking at spring starting. To everyone, she said, Well... It is something to keep in mind. However, right now we need to focus. End of March. We have less than eight months to prepare for the ballot measure, and, if that goes well, to keep ramping up toward the amendment. So about that. Our legal team hasn't yet gotten a draft back to us, Barry said. For stalling Linda's comments, he added, I've been emailing them every couple days after their original deadline passed. They assure me that they're working on it diligently, but that drafting something of this level takes time. Bullshit, Linda said. We've had them working on this for four months. At the rates they're charging, they must have a whole team working on this. No, tell them we want whatever draft they have by end of the day or else we stop payment and take our business elsewhere. And if they ask for more time, Barry asked. They've had all the time we're willing to give, Linda replied. Our site was just attacked again last night, Charlize brought up. Oh, lovely. Is our provider taking any action? Linda asked. They're trying to backtrace the IP so that they can turn it over to FBI cybercrimes. According to them, though, the attack failed, so they're not taking any corrective action. The site's still up, though. Yes, Linda, the site is still up. So what were they after this time? Linda asked. Seems like they were trying to get at our benefactor's information, probably trying to dox them. If they can't stop the movement from the front, they'll try to take out our legs from the sides, Charlize said. As you say, Linda replied. Anything else worth noting before we get going for the day? 
The team looked around at each other. What? Paula reached behind the couch and pulled out a box and wrapping paper. Happy birthday, Linda, she said. Suddenly, Kyle and Trevon produced a cake from somewhere. They quickly lit all 27 candles. Oh, wow, I... I forgot, Linda said. We know, Barry replied, smiling. B but we never celebrate anyone else's birthday, Linda protested, holding the gift. We'll start now, then, Trevon said. He then pulled out a circular pitch pipe, blew a note, and the whole group sang Linda Happy Birthday in Harmony, which came as a great surprise to her as she never suspected that any of them could carry a note. The cake turned out to be pull-apart cupcakes, and the present was a statuette of Batgirl, Linda's favorite comic character. Babs was striking a pose of strength and authority, her cape held back slightly by an unseen breeze. Her hands at fists on her hips, chin up and face into the wind. She was resolute, looking over her city at the future. That's how you are, you know, Kyle said as Linda continued to admire the gift. What do you mean? Linda asked. You're always looking out for us, Lynn. Always. From that first day when we went off half-cocked. You've been trying to give us... Keep us sane and on track and moving forward. And I'm, gosh, I don't know what we would have ever done without you. I don't know if we've thanked you for that, Linda. You don't need to, she said, focusing on Kyle for a moment. He smiled, saying, I know, but thank you anyway. After everyone had their fill of the cupcakes, they got to work. Linda proudly put the statue on her desk. Her phone buzzed. Looking at it, she saw a text from Gwen. You need to turn on the news. Linda walked back over to their seating area and grabbed a remote, turning the flat screen to BCS. The lower third caught Linda's attention first. It hit her like a physical blow. Congress considering bill to make secessionist activities federal felony. Barry, Linda said. I'm, I'm emailing them now. No. Barry, Mala. Come here, please, Linda said, her voice lacking emotion. What's going on, Mala said, apparently having been walking by when Linda called. Look, Linda said, pointing with the remote. Um, can they do that? Mala asked. They certainly seem to think they can, Barry said as he arrived next to her. We're going to need to get legal counsel on this. Linda said, screw the amendment proposal, we'll dump, we're dumping that firm. If they can't deliver something as simple as a draft amendment on time, I'm not trusting them with a defense against this. Call up Thompson and get a name. Call Thompson? Barry asked. <laughs> call? As in, like, phone call? Yes, Barry. Phone call Thompson on an actual phone. <laughs> mm, you know he does not like to be called, Barry replied. I know. Last time he chewed me out for a week via text, Linda said. Still, we need advice on how to fight this, and now. Tell him that if he wants his campaign to continue, that we need a name of the best law firm he knows. If he asks why, point out this shit. All right, I'm on it, Barry said, moving. They won't really, 
Will they? Mala asked. We'll soon enough find out. And that is the end of chapter 14. Once again, thank you for tuning in and listening to this podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and you would like to hear some of the other uh, other work that I've put out there, I have recorded my entire first novel. It is my first novel, so it's a little ham-fisted at times and a little rough around the edges, but it's out there as an audiobook and as an ebook. You can find either over at my website, narclaninc.com, that's N-A-R-C-L-A-N-I-N-C.com, to get to the uh, podcast. Just click on the podcast link on that page, go down to Chris Reed's book, and there on that page you will find MP3s of all my back podcast episodes. You can stream them from that site or download them to your favorite MP3 device. If you do the podcast thing, if you like this, uh, what I'm doing here enough to actually subscribe to a podcast feed, just look over on iTunes or your favorite podcast application for Chris Reed's book. I'm out there. On my uh, podcast page over on the website, though, you can also find uh, links to my Twitter and Facebook author accounts and an email that will come right here to the podcast so that I can uh, reply back. If you feel like um, I- I've earned your support, if you're enjoying this podcast, uh, what I, the, the content I'm putting out there enough to support my efforts, the best way you can do that is to help grow my audience. Share this podcast with a friend, a family member, a co-worker, anyone you know who you think would enjoy listening to my prose. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, have a great week. Keep being awesome.